Hello, welcome to the D&D Roundtable presented by The Tome Show. I'm your host, James Intracasso. Please use the affiliate links on thetomeshow.com whenever you shop on Amazon or D&D Classics to help support the show. Just go to thetomeshow.com, click on the links in the show notes for this episode or any other, and then shop as you normally would. Today, we're talking to some D&D newbies and getting their first impressions of D&D. And later, we'll chat with Liz Tice of Lone Wolf Development about some exciting updates to Hero Lab and Realmworks campaign management softwares. Let's meet our very special panel and kick things off with our get-to-know-you question. How long have you played tabletop RPGs, and what class or race are you currently playing? Druton Haycock, let's start with you. Hey, James. How's it going? I've been playing, uh, I guess, um, one session. Uh, I'm playing a tiefling sorcerer with the wild magic uh, skill tree, and it's pretty ridiculous, and I hope to have more wild magic actually happen. Uh, and also with me, of course, is Richie Sweeten. Richie, how long have you played tabletop RPGs, and what class and race are you currently playing? Uh, I've pretty much the same as Drew, and we've only played for one session. Uh, we did play maybe about six years ago, another one session. That's about it. No real other experience. I'm actually currently playing as a uh, Dragonborn Rogue, but with my DM's approval, I'm switching to a Dragonborn Bard. Nice, nice. And let's meet the man who gives you that approval. Eric, how long have you played tabletop RPGs, and what class and race are you currently playing? Uh, well, I've been playing for a, a whopping month or so. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading the book since December, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm rolling. Uh, I've rolled the uh, the Dungeon Master roll, unfortunately. <laughs> I've, I've had that misfortune. Yeah, you, you uh, drew the short straw. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I should mention that all of these guys, um, you know, we all went to high school together, and that was pretty awesome. But more importantly, you guys are all on the One Quest podcast. So if people want to check you out, they should check out the One Quest podcast. It's a great podcast where you guys sort of talk about all things geek and pop culture. It's really, really awesome. I, th- I think you're a little overstating when you call this great, but otherwise, that was good. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're pretty. We're pretty average. <laughs> so if you like average podcasts, and you probably do if you're listening to this one, go check those guys out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys are fresh, not just to 5th edition D&D, but to D&D as a whole. Did you enjoy it? Sounds like you're all planning on, on playing again. Uh, and let's start with you, Eric, since you were the DM. Why did you want to play, and what did you think of your first session? Uh, well, I've been wanting to play for, uh, just kind of a long, long time. Uh, like, uh, Richie said, we usually call him Walnuts. It's kind of hard to call him Richie. Uh, <laughs> but as Walnuts said, we, we've been, uh, we wanted to play a long time ago, maybe like six or so years ago. And, uh, we jumped into it way over our head, had no idea what we were doing. Just kind of gave up after the first try. And I heard fifth edition was really easy to get into. So I decided, what the hell? Let's buy the books and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly a, a, a more streamlined game than it has been in the past. Druton, how did you find D&D overall? I really enjoyed it. I, I feel like we probably should have done a little better job role-playing things, but we it was the first time we'll get things more going with the role-playing the characters as we start to know just everything better in general. I think we got a little more focused on the combat in the first go-around, but 
I had a lot of fun with it, and I, I'm pretty sure everyone else did. At least I hope everyone else did. And I don't know. I'm looking forward to getting deeper into it. Richie, what did you think about D&D overall? Or Walnuts? I guess I'll start calling you <laughs> Walnuts. Walnuts, what did you think about D&D? Um, overall, it was it was a blast. I enjoyed doing it. And just the the only like issue about our first session was we had two rogues, and that's why I decided to change. But it, besides that, like it was it was fun just pretending to be somebody else for a little while. On that note, like what were your guys' favorite parts about playing D anD D? What did you like best? And uh, let's start with you, Richie, since you were talking about playing somebody else. What what about that appeals to you? It's just it helps you like dive into your imagination and just it uses in a way it uses muscles you don't normally use being an adult. So I I just I like just pretending to be somebody else it just it was really fun i i really don't really know other way to explain it no i i love the game for the exact same reason uh what about you drew and what what did you really like about D D? oh richie uh walnut put it pretty perfectly there kind of getting to flex your imagination more than you normally do as an adult i had a lot of fun building the backstory for my character and just going through the player's handbook and looking at all the stuff they put in to like really give you a good footing to start building your character and then going from there so i even i had a ton of fun and even if we wound up never playing i had fun building the character background and all that before beforehand so eric obviously you're approaching this from the dm's perspective uh, what mm. did you th- like about D? uh so my favorite thing would have to be just, just building everything I thought that was just so appealing, just being able to create a world and encounters and everybody within it and everything within it. Sounds really cool. Um, that was one of the main draws to making me you know, decide, like, uh, DM's probably best that, and I don't think anybody else wanted to do it. And the, I think the other thing, like a very close second, is uh, the ability to kill my friends. I think that's awesome. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, well, and that's uh, that's one of the big fun things, right, is that you do get to engage in this world building, and it's kind of all yours. You you play God, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's really fun. One character almost killed themselves on his very first attack, because we're, oh, yeah. we're using a botch rule oh. that we've adopted from uh, the Nerd Poker podcast, mm-hmm. where on any attack, well, really any roll, if you roll a one... Things can go horribly wrong, including the ability to just flat out accidentally kill yourself. <laughs> On that note, then, what is it that you guys uh, found like, oh, man, this is frustrating or I don't like this aspect of D&D as much? You know, and I guess, Eric, we can start with you because I feel like you and I are going to relate on this question. Oh, man. Uh, I don't like building everything from scratch. No, <laughs> uh, no, there's a ton of work involved in this. And uh, uh, it's just, unfortunately, the first time, the first, our first session, sorry, stumbling my words. Uh, on our first session, I actually had a, a, a sinus infection. So it was a pretty, pretty horrible night in, in, for me. Uh, so I came out of it thinking everybody hated it and didn't have a good time. It's good to know that everybody enjoyed it. But, uh, what I didn't, I don't know if there was really anything that I didn't like. I, any questions that I had, any issues that I had pretty much resolved themselves throughout our, our first session. I was able to see like how things worked better uh, just by using them in practice, which definitely helped a lot more than just reading the books. Uh, that's great to hear, actually. You know, and it is, a lot of it is like getting your sea legs and, 
and actually playing like, oh, this rule sounds weird or whatever, and then it all clicks when you actually sit down to play. You're like, oh, I see. This is because of this, and this mm-hmm. works this way. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of that apprehension is gone, but it is a ton of work. You are absolutely right, especially mm-hmm. in the the DM role. Um, but it's good that you love building it because that's what you're going to have to keep doing. So <laughs> <laughs> I intend on it. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Richie? What did you find that you didn't like so much about D&D? Well, there was just like a huge miscommunication within our group. And like I said, we had two uh, rogues, which kind of broke the uh, campaign that he had set up for us, <laughs> where we were able to just stealth kill everything without even fighting. Them. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, it kind of felt a little broken by accident. So that's why I was like, maybe I should change to a different uh, class. But besides that, I I don't really have any issues. I mean, the books themselves, I just, I don't like how they laid out the uh, spells in the back. Besides that, that's, that's it. Oh yeah. How would you have laid out the spells? Uh, by, uh, caster or by type. So instead of having it, they're alphabetical. So instead maybe have it by type. So mystical and then like just each type instead of just alphabetical, it would make it easier to me. So I would know what I could use. They should, release some like ebooks or something where you can rearrange that on your own like that is a simple tool for them to make it'd be really helpful but they don't have they don't even have like a a pdf that you can (laughs) put on a tablet really yeah um so but hopefully that's all been promised maybe that'll show up at some point but yeah you're right you're right that is a little confusing in the back but that's cool to hear that you guys managed to even with kind of an unbalanced party you still had a great time and everything uh, Drew, and what didn't you like about D and D? Like Walnut said, I didn't really like how they have the spells laid out in the back. But instead of how he would had had them laid out, I would have liked if they were just organized by spell level, rather than having to flip like seventeen pages to go from one spell to the next in the sorcerer spell list. Because mm-hmm. when deciding what spells I wanted to have at the beginning, I'm like having to hold one page on the sorcerer spell list, hold one page on one spell, and then another hand on another page to be like, well, did I want this spell or this one? This one gives me, you know, the plus two AC or the what, whatever. And I'm like, why can't all the level one spells just be right here that on four pages instead of split up between 70? Uh, was there anything that you guys found a, a little confusing other than the spellbook layout where they're like rules like, ah, oh, man, I don't know exactly how this should work or, or whatever. What do you think, Drun? I can't really think of anything that we came across because honestly, listening to uh, the bonus action podcast really helped. <laughs> and yeah, nothing we've gotten to so far has really bogged us down. We were all pretty well prepared for at least what would happen at level one. Eric, Richie, did you guys find the same, that that there was nothing too confusing once you actually got into it? Yeah, I agree with Drew, and there wasn't like too much confusing. If you read the player's handbook for being a player, you should pretty much be able to, for the most part, understand everything. Um, I haven't, I didn't really have many issues or questions, and those that I did got resolved almost immediately. So That's really good to hear. I'm glad that, like, you know, I've been playing for a long time, almost 20 years. So for me, it's like, oh, yeah, this edition looks like it's really easy to learn and it's really cool. But I actually have a very skewed perspective, right? 
Um, <laughs> so it's good to hear from you guys that like, oh yeah, this is actually pretty easy to learn. Let's talk a little bit then about battle. How did you guys feel the flow of battle was? Let's start <clears throat> with you, Eric. Well, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, the only thing I didn't really love was is the well building combat was so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, w- without like every internet website ever, I, I don't think I'd have been able to do it. Um, and it was just really, it wasn't like confusing. It was just, it was just so much work had to go into it. Um, and I wasn't sure where, uh, like how to balance my, my combat, especially knowing how squishy the level one characters were. Um, so I ended up with uh, three different levels just to test them all out. So we had three combats and uh, I started with an easy, uh, a medium and a hard fight, uh, you know, throughout the, the game our first session just to see how it went and uh, I, I think i've landed on uh, between medium and hard seems to be the best route to go easy was just way too easy but i th- the only thing that like kind of not bothered me but i thought it was nuts that goblins have a uh what was their armor class treatment? was it 15 i thought that was something insane like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> these things are challenged like one quarter or something and they've got an armor class of 15 i'm like that just seems a little high for something so low um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I feel like it's really swingy, um, mm-hmm. and I feel like if I had a big complaint, it's that those rules are nowhere close to precise either. There's some things you can't count for, like oh, this guy has this spell and it's perfect against this, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, or they don't have a rogue or whatever it is. So yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So was it a lot of uh, goblins that you guys were fighting? For the most part, we just we, it was mostly goblins just to. It's made things easier for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. What What about you, Drew? And how did you find combat? You said uh, you didn't get into the wild magic as much as you would have liked. Well, I was just kind of hoping it came up, and <laughs> it didn't really come up. I didn't have to use the uh, was it the tides of chaos mm. at all that would have guaranteed that I had to roll on the wild magic. As a spellcaster, I stayed away and just really did a lot of damage to things. I think I killed almost half the things we came across. <laughs> I think, oddly, we had the hardest time with the medium fight, because mm-hmm. although I think we kind of broke your hard fight that you had kind of set up and killed a bunch of the things before they ever got to really do anything. Yeah, it wasn't so much broken in that it was broken. So <laughs> well, uh, your, you guys, your hard you... fight became not nearly as hard as you thought it was going to be. Yeah, you guys decided to take a long rest while the goblins were asleep when you went in, and so you could kill them all before they woke up like jerks. The characters are really squishy, though, because I took one hit and almost died completely. Like, I think it got me down to one health on the only time I got hit. Although we only had one person get KO'd at all, I think, right? Or was yeah. That- yeah, that was me. <laughs> so what did you think of combat? It was it was fun. It was cool. Um the uh, plans that you have to make as a rogue are kind of very simple, so I'm glad I'm actually changing. But um, for the most, it was really fun. And uh, uh, like I said, I we had, like Druton said at least, we had a tougher time in the medium fight. I actually KO'd almost, I think, uh, if it wasn't for our uh, cleric coming over and using the healing hand or whatever on me, because my rolls were so bad that night, I probably would have died. But you do have another character in your back pocket, right? I just, I like the whole uh, ideas behind the bard. So I want to be able to, like, we were, we only had two, one main caster, which was Druton with a sorcerer. So I was like, let me grab a bard so that way I I'm still have a dexterity and I can cast magic as well. 
we can have two casters and it makes us more kind of more evenly matched with our uh grouping with two melee fighters um a healer i believe we have a ranger and then two casters eric bought me a recorder for christmas a couple years ago i'm gonna bring that the next oh god (laughs) (laughs) oh that's everyone loves recorder music it's the (laughs) it's the best soothes the soul (laughs) exactly exactly better better be playing hot cross buns (laughs) i'll learn it how did you guys find uh, outside of combat, like the exploration and the role playing? Did you did you enjoy that? What do you think, Truton? I enjoyed it. Like I said, I feel like we kind of didn't get as into the characters maybe as we should have. It started. I mean, we had a lot of fun joking with each other on the uh, on what our characters were because Eric had us like swap character sheets around and be like. This is the character you trust. This is the character you don't trust in the party. And so we got to read each other's backstories and all that. So there was a nice amount of getting to know the characters everyone built before we even started. But I felt like we kind of just pushed into combat more than we should have. But I also got thrown into the role of being the leader when my character would probably not normally be a leader, being chaotic neutral but nobody else wanted to be the quote-unquote party leader. (laughs) So I was like, all right, fine. Well, that just means you get to lead them down the path of crazy. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I didn't take enough advantage of being crazy. And although, I mean, the taking the rest before the final fight was my idea. And partially because we had one almost dead character who I think was the cleric. And I was like, we probably want a cleric. (laughs) <laughs> not be dead or to be able to cast his spells yeah so we should probably rest and that then kind of broke the last combat but and then when we got to the dungeon i was like well we're going the way you probably don't want us to go because i'm trying to break this <laughs> eric uh will learn that he can always have some some monsters waiting in the wings to disrupt your rest if he really wants to so um, but I gotta say, Eric, I really love that idea of passing around the character sheets and saying, this is the person you trust, this is the person you don't, and, and that that sounds like an awesome time. Oh, yeah, well, thank you. I stole it from Reddit. Nice, <laughs> nice. I spent they... a lot of time on Reddit for our first <laughs> session. What do you think? How, how did all of that work out for you? Did you find that, like, the between combat stuff went pretty well? Uh, I, I think it went all right. Uh, I mean, the, the main issue it being our, our, our first uh, session. So there was a lot of uh, everybody getting into their comfort zones. Um, so I was, I was sort of pushing a lot of uh, role-playing on uh, some of the players. Uh, you know, some people would be like, uh, well, uh, can I check that? I don't know. Can you? Um, well, I want to check that. Okay. <laughs> so, so what do you do? I walk over and check that. Thank you so much for role playing. <laughs> you did a great job, you know. Uh, so there was a lot of like that kind of like, like kind of forcing it on everybody. But uh, otherwise, I think it went all right. There were just a few sessions, not sessions, but segments where I was just kind of getting like a, everybody was grilling the main quest giver right up front, not trusting him. And I'm like, man, we're like 20 minutes just talking to this guy. Can we just move on already? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens when you put a chaotic neutral character in charge of the party. All right, well, you're not in charge anymore. How's that? No, I'm in charge. Deal with it. I'll let them all do whatever they want as long as it lets me get what I want. <laughs> well, let me. T- there are going to be times they uh, they try to break your game without even realizing they're doing it. 
they're, they're going to go completely off the rails or they'll get hung up on one thing that you said that is not meant to mean anything. I actually did run into one or two of those. And I was you like, know, just forget of- it. I'm tired. Let it go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the good thing when you're playing with friends. And then I think you also run into like your, your grown men playing imagination. And sometimes people get a little self-conscious about that at first. So they're hesitant to role play. Uh, but you know, that inspiration is a, is a good reward. And then, you know, there's other things you can, you can do to encourage that. So it sounds like everybody's eager to do a little bit more. What about you, Richie? How do you feel about, um, role playing and, and in between exploration, all that kind of stuff? Uh, I feel like we actually kind of rushed it a little bit. There was one point Eric brought us to a town, and it was a circular town, and we wanted to check each of the buildings because there was no people there. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of just went like bang, 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 one, two, three, and checked all the houses when like we didn't actually go in and look look through things. We were just like, is there anyone in there? No. Is there anyone in there? No. I think like we could have slowed that down a bit and just tried to not like rush everything like we were doing at that point what do you guys want to do with with your characters and you know uh, eric what do you want to do with the campaign not too spoilery obviously but like what are some things you look forward to to trying out or getting into or you know expanding upon uh Druten, let's start with you I want some wild magic to do some really weird things to my character. (laughs) I want my character to randomly be getting taller and shorter and older and younger and have a feather beard and all the weird randomness that that shark can have happen to our party just to see what happens to break the game. (laughs) What about you, Richie? What, What do you see in the future for you? Well, I'm actually excited to see what Eric has in mind, because with my original character, with the Rogue Dragonborn, I was such a heavy, big character that he had an idea for where I'm trying to sneak somewhere, but I, because I'm so heavy, I could be breaking the steps I'm stepping on and things like that. <laughs> he told me about this. So like, I'm excited to see the devious things he has in mind for our campaign. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds awesome. Uh, Eric, what kind of stuff do you have in mind? Just in general, like, what do you want to get to? What do you want to tackle more of? Um, what are you excited for? Oh, man, uh, I've been pulling inspiration from so many different sources, and I'm just stoked. Uh, I can't wait to see what I come up with, too. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, it's, I don't know. I, I've got some pretty cool things set up uh, going down the line. Uh, I've got some cool encounters set up for, like, the level 5 area, because I feel like, uh, looking through the books and all, most of the characters get really cool at level 5. Mm-hmm. Those first four levels, you're just kind of like, I'm an adventurer, and I can kill stuff. But at level 5, you get like, alright, most of the characters get, like, double attack and stuff like that. And I'm like, alright, that sounds fun. This is when things are going to get really cool. So I'm really excited for then. Uh, and then especially forward to see where else we can go. Totally. Like kind of as it stands, like I'm, I'm slowly building like my, my main villain and everything, which, which these guys have actually been sort of introduced to and they don't might not know it yet. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm pretty excited. If things work out and everything's hunky dory. Do you guys think you would give another role-playing game in the future a try? You know, there's star Wars and spies and cowboys and, a zombie cowboys and all kind. If you think of it, there's a tabletop role playing game for it. So uh, if this works out, do you guys see yourselves maybe playing some other tabletop role playing games? Uh, I, I would say why not. I mean, uh, we'll see how D and D goes for a little while. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if I would totally play Star Wars Zombie Spies, the game. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody here should listen to One Quest because you guys are fun guys to hang out with. I love hanging out with you whenever a new podcast comes out. All right, now it's time to roll the interview with Liz Tice of Lone Wolf Development. All right, everybody, so here I am with Liz Tice, who is a frequent roundtable panelist, but she is also a big name at Lone Wolf Development, and that's what she's here to talk to us about today. Say hello to everybody, Liz. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Liz, uh, you are here, of course, to talk to us about Realmworks and Hero Lab, uh, which I'm sure our listeners are already familiar with, but it sounds like there are some big, cool updates coming to Lone Wolf Development. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so the big news uh, recently has been two updates to Realmworks and both Hero Lab. Uh, We, on the Realmworks front, if you're a GM, Realmworks is our campaign management tool. So if you haven't checked it out already, you definitely should. But we recently uh, released a fun sneak peek of our web access which we don't have a, a release date for yet, but we're, we're hoping to, to get it into everyone's hands soon. And we have a, an awesome video that will give you an idea of what it's like. It's up on our website. Um, and when it first releases, it's going to allow players to view all of the game content that their GM has shared with them. So it's going to be a really great way for um, players to access from any device, whether it's their uh, laptop or even a tablet, regardless of the operating system. So now your players will literally have the game in their hands, which is a, a point that we're really excited for. Absolutely. And I think, you know, if people don't know what Realmworks is, uh, we, you and I, the very first time we met, we did a podcast. Uh, About Realmworks. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We did. We did. And uh, we will certainly link that in the show notes for this episode so people can, can go back and listen to that. But it is an awesome piece of software, something that I had been waiting for for a long, long time to see a campaign management tool like this. I don't think there's anything else like it out there on the market. And I love the fact that it is coming to web now. Can people even access this from smartphone? Uh, so that's where we're going to be going when it initially initially releases. It's going to be for for tablet only. But um, anyone that has done sort of reactive web designs will understand that uh, phone just sort of adds a, another level of complexity. So tablets is is the initial initial release uh, goal, and then we'll be looking at phones down the line. Um, but I mean, I'm personally excited for for tablets. Um, our my household is not all Apple, so <laughs> we, we we have some Androids in our house, uh, and it's it's going to be great that you know I can have it on my iPad and my husband can have it on his Samsung uh, device, and if our friend comes over and has uh, a Windows tablet, he or she could use it too. So. The fact that it's it's web makes it um, easier for everyone to take advantage of. <laughs> and I think, James, actually, when we first chatted, it was right after Realmworks came out. So there's even been some more stuff uh, that's come out uh, down the pipeline since we've chatted last. Oh. So there's, there's the player edition. I don't know if um, you or the listeners have heard much about that, but player edition released 
in right before the new year, actually. And that is a desktop application that allows players to actually review anything that their GMs have revealed um, during game sessions or even be- in between game sessions. And for anyone that doesn't know how Realmworks works, it basically allows GMs to sit, uh individually reveal bits of information, pictures, plots, etc., anything that's relevant to their game. And so now players can actually go to their player edition copy and have it as a reference during the game or even come prepared by reviewing all of the <laughs> um, information uh, in between sessions. So we, we've gotten a lot of great uh, feedback and um, ideas from our users. So we're, we're really happy with um, how players edition has been received it does a lot of things that that make your life a lot easier um you know this automatic link creation uh is is great (laughs) yes you can use it to not only track your campaign but then you don't need to go and re-enter the information somewhere else to reveal it to your players you know you automatically set up a wiki using your notes without anything more than like oh now i'll reveal this that's awesome. I actually used Realmworks um, to run a game for some of the Lone Wolf staff a few weeks ago. And we were all um, at our computers across the U.S. because we're, we're a virtual company. And, you know, I had Skype going and I could see everyone's faces, but I was running from Realmworks. And it was so easy to just follow the links that Realmworks created for me through the story and share it with everyone. So it was, um, it's really affirming just as a professional to, you know, be talking about this product and, you know, basically talking it up on forums, on podcasts like this, but then actually sitting down and using it in your hobby that you love and going, gosh, darn it, this is a really cool tool, (laughs) right? (laughs) That's that's pretty fun just uh, professionally for me. So when I say that I love it, I'm not just, you know, blowing smoke. It it really is cool. And I I wish that I had had something like this when I was first getting into gaming. I think I would have, you know, gotten into the GM chair a lot sooner. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that you can tell this is a real passion project for everybody who works on it. You know, yeah. um, that that you and the rest of the team uh, are constantly improving, constantly thinking about ways that this can be better, more accessible for people. You know, you're coming out with the web edition now. I think that's huge. And it, But it also says like, you know, this is a team of very talented people who could be off selling stocks and bonds or, you know... Uh, <laughs> scrub daddies or whatever uh, and this is the thing that they chose to make with all of their intelligence and power and it's great that we have people like this in the world and (laughs) it's great that you care about your product enough to to talk about it like this and to share it and work on it like this it's true it really is a passion project it began as um, the owner's passion project years and years ago and i think it's it's all been something that um we've we've grown fond of and are excited to see how it will evolve in the future. Um, But I I mean, I could go on and on with Realmworks, but I think a lot of people know about Hero Lab and probably want to hear what's what's been uh, coming from that angle recently. So do you want me to move on to Hero Lab? Sure, let's talk about Hero Lab, and we can seamlessly integrate the topics since they are seamlessly integrated. Uh, as it were. 
Exactly. Yeah. So um, Hero Lab, I mean, you can use it, uh, your Hero Lab portfolios in Realmworks, but we also have a really good, uh, really cool tool uh, within Hero Lab recently. It actually also released at the end of 2014, and that is our Encounter Builder. So for GMs that use Hero Lab, if you're not aware of some of the awesome tools at your disposal, you should really check it out. So the Encounter Builder actually will take all of the hundreds, and I'm I'm not kidding, I'm hundreds of uh, stock portfolios. It's actually, I believe, close to thousands if you have the Pathfinder game system, and takes all of those stock portfolios and integrates them into one tool that allows you to say, you know, I'm I'm building an encounter for the desert. And so you just type in desert and it will search for all monsters within your CR or whatever is appropriate for your game and just shows you the um, monsters or NPCs that are appropriate for your search terms and the CR. And then you can just add them to your encounter. And if you use the tactical console within... Um, Hero Lab as well to manage your your uh, combat. You can actually just import all of your um, NPCs or monsters from the Encounter Builder into the Tactical Console. So it makes it so much easier to create combats or or you know non combat based encounters on the fly within Hero Lab. So if you haven't checked that out, it is improving all the time. I really encourage you to go take a look. Wow. So you have a campaign management tool in Realmworks. And yep. then in Hero Lab, it's not just a character builder. You actually have a full encounter builder as well. Yes, exactly. It's honestly one thing that, you know, as, as a noob coming into Lone Wolf, I didn't really know all of the awesome stuff that's in there. You know, I wasn't a really big GM at the time either. But I, I've learned so many of the the tools that are within Hero Lab that I just didn't even know existed. Um, for instance, I didn't know that there were so many stock portfolios available um, for for all users. So if you haven't actually taken a look at those, I I would highly encourage you to. If you're you know need to come up with a an NPC on the fly or you know just don't have time to really spend a lot of time building a character for maybe a one off game, um, there's there's a lot of resources available to Hero Lab users for free. Yeah, and I know people love Hero Lab. It is by far people's favorite character builder resource out there. Um, and I am so glad that you guys actually have. I was not aware that you could build encounters through it. Um, so I am definitely, definitely going to be checking out that feature later. And this is another thing, right? You can get it for your tablet. Uh, there's a Dropbox function. There's all sorts mm -hmm. of really great functionality that makes it super, super easy to use. Yeah, uh, over the summer, our Hero Lab for iPad app, uh, before before the summer, it was just a a really awesome, but <laughs> just a, a, a digital character sheet. And now you can actually create, level up, um, and and change your character on your iPad. So it's um, it's really exciting to see that development. And we do have the Dropbox connection, like you mentioned. Um, right now, it's just geared towards players. We are looking at adding uh, GM support. Uh, later on on the iPad, but we don't have an ETA for that. Uh, and I know 
one of the first questions that someone's going to ask the moment you post this is when is the Android version coming? And I'm going to say what I always say. I'm sorry, but uh, we don't have um, an Android app in development right now. That's not saying that we won't have Android support in the, in the future. It's just that we, um, don't have an ETI on that right now. Uh, I will give a plug though for some really entrepreneurial uh, community members. There are two community members that have created their own version of um, a character sheet for Android. So if you are an Android user, like my husband, um, you can go onto our forums and check out their apps. Um, our community is just phenomenal. Um, if you haven't gone to our forums before, you can get stuff like those Android apps. There's also community members that have created um, Hero Lab data files for, you know, community uh, or uh, published material that we can't support because we don't have a license um, with those publishers. And so they just do it because they love the hobby, they love the game, and they don't get money for it. It's it's all because they they want to support the uh, the hobby. So. It's, I'm awed, awed by our community members on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Your community members are awesome. And there are two things that I would have to say to what you just said. The first is Liz's husband also works for Lone Wolf. Yes. So, <laughs> so there's a good chance that if he's an Android user, perhaps some <laughs> point way down the road and you know android is on somebody's mind over there at lone wolf that's one of the things you need to know and then yes. the, the other thing is um fifth edition D, as we all know is is tied up right now in all sorts of litigation and mm -hmm. uh people are trying to figure out uh what's going on with the ogl and what's going on with this and that and the other thing um but there are some fan created fifth edition dungeons and dragons resources for this yeah, there there are fan created um, uh, resources that I I know are out there, and you know I have checked them out. I always sort of joke, well, it's my job to check out all these apps. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I I know a lot. Of, there's a lot of rumors going on uh, right now about the OGL and you know some of the communications that have been sent to other um, other app creators that are, are more community based and. Uh, I guess what I'll say is that we do have an official statement out there on our website about 5th edition, which basically is we would love to support it. Um, right now, we don't have a license with Wizards of the Coast. Uh, if there's an OGL that is released that allows for technology like Hero Lab, we will jump on it. Um, one thing that makes us a little bit different than I think uh, a community created app is that we are a business. Um, so we do have to make sure that things are signed and, and uh, properly handled <laughs> because we, we have a lot, a lot to risk um, right. if things are not by the book. So that means we unfortunately might be a little slower than, um, you know, a, a community member that's creating an app. But the nice thing is that we have a proven track record for being able to deliver uh, quality, quality uh, products with, as you can see, with all of our other game systems that we have official licenses with. Of course. And the, the other thing you'll know is that all the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted, and that these people are doing it right so it won't suddenly disappear if it's something exactly. that you depend on either. Exactly.
Yeah, yeah. Well, and I don't think anybody faults you for that. We all would. There are many people who would love to be able to create fifth edition resources, uh, both digital <laughs> and print, uh, who yes. are throwing their hands up in frustration right now. <laughs> so not not to cast shade on wizards. We love Wizards of the Coast no, and everything. No. So. Um, and and I definitely understand there's a lot that happens behind closed doors that you and I or anyone else just has no idea about. So exactly. um, I, I am looking forward to news once it comes out. And, <laughs> and believe you me, I will drop everything the moment news does come out and be getting to work on um an official announcement hopefully a positive one (laughs) (laughs) so liz if people want to check out hero lab and realm works where should they go what should they do yeah so there you could head over to our website uh we have www.getherolab.com and then www.getrealmworks.com. And you can also follow us on social media. We have a Facebook page for Hero Lab and Realmworks. And we also have, uh, we're on Twitter, at Lone Wolf Devel. And we're even on Google Plus because Google Plus has a awesome uh, RPG community that mm-hmm. more people should be a part of. Um, so you can also find Lone Wolf Development on Google Plus. <laughs> yeah, it's all about those uh, those Android users. They're uh, they're big exactly. tabletop role game players too. Yeah, well. and all of them are on Google Plus. So Google <laughs> Plus people, I love you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, we love you too. That's where a lot of Tome Show <laughs> listeners have found us. So, so yeah. thank you. Um, <laughs> and of course, if uh, if two uh, URLs is too much for you to remember, you can just remember the TomeShow.com. We will link everything there if you guys want to check out more about this stuff and you should you absolutely should go check out realmworks you should check out hero lab they're going to save you a lot of time they're going to make your life easier and they're going to be dream products that you wish you had had 20 years ago when you first started playing DD. like me liz thank you very much for coming on the round table today thank you so much for having me james i always love to come and chat with people on the round table oh yes well you're welcome anytime where can people find you, Druton? Uh, my Twitter is at I am Drut, D-R-O-O-T. <laughs> I just changed it recently after a suggestion from one of my coworkers. And I'm like, all right, that is way better than just my name and an underscore and a number. <laughs> so at I am Drut on Twitter and uh, one-quest.com for our website and our podcasts. Nice, nice. And where can people find you, Richie? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at B underscore Walnuts. Follow me there. Also, one quest Twitter is... Uh... And Eric, where can people find you? I'm pretty easy. I'm at Eric Sweeten. Nice and simple on Twitter. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. And of course, again, on the One Quest podcast, which is where you can find these guys. People, if you have a question or topic you'd like to hear us discuss on the roundtable, you can reach out to me on Twitter at James Intercasso. That's at J-A-M-E-S-I-N-T-R-O-C-A-S-O. Or you can leave us a comment on the Tome Show's website, thetomeshow.com. And a quick shameless plug for me, check out my blog, which is all about Exploration Age. It's the 5th edition D&D world that I'm building. It's at worldbuilderblog.me. Okay, everybody, thanks for listening, and thanks to Druton, Eric, and Richie. 
Many thanks to Jeff Greiner for letting us join the Tome Show lineup and to Sam Dillon for getting the podcast out there on the airwaves. Our theme music, which you're listening to right now, was composed by Eric Michaels. Don't forget to go to thetomeshow.com and use the affiliate links whenever you shop on Amazon or D&D Classics to help support the show. And if you like the show, please rate the Tome Show on iTunes and like us on Facebook. Keep on rolling, keep on listening to the roundtable.